0: Welcome to Industrious Radio, a weekly show dedicated to exploring what does it mean to work hard, live fit, and have the absolute best life possible. This show is hosted by Barry Napier, Stephen Hitt, Jeremy Donner, and a revolving cast and crew of super cool people. It's showtime. Another episode of the Industrious Radio Show. We are... Broadcasting live from Industrious. It is the eve of 18.2. I've got Jeremy on the mic and what's we there? are getting ready to throw it down. Week two, baby. Week two. Here we go. Week two. Burner. It is, man. Let's get into, let's get into kind of a setup for this week. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I'd also like to hear before maybe when we talk about 18.2, what, uh, what's your reflection on eighteen one? So we got that one in the can kind of looking backwards in terms of, you know, we knew that was going to be a long grinder. You know, what are your thoughts on it now that it's in the rear view mirror?
1: Yeah, last week was the aerobic test and it was like a high pace aerobic test. It wasn't like a, lo- like a low, slow one. It was like, uh, it was like get yourself to a 90% effort and try to hold on to it for 20 minutes. And if you die off, you die off. And if you hang on, you're a champ. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, last week was the long test and this week's the short one. So we went aerobic last week and we're going anaerobic this week. And if, yeah. If you don't know what aerobic and anaerobic means, what is aerobic mean? means your lungs are going to be on fire and anaerobic means your ass is going to be on fire. <laughs> it's
0: a perfect way to know what what is going on in your body in terms of fuel consumption.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, what
0: energy system is happening right then? That's a good way to measure it. It's your butt. Your butt's making doing all the
2: work.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. So break it down. So we got we have a twelve. We got twelve minutes. We had two workouts here. Yeah, um so It's a little bit B. kind of a, a variation from. We saw something similar to this last year. Looks like they changed it up a little bit uh, based on I think some of the stuff from last year. So what was the workout yeah, last year that was similar is, to this?
1: Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. I so, think it was, was 2015. Um, okay. maybe it was yeah. 14, 15 or 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that one was it was a, a like a nine minute AMRAP. And then it went into six minutes to establish a heavy, heavy uh, clean and jerk. So the AMRAP was part A, the clean and jerk was part B, but they ran into some trouble with the scoring because people were trying to game it and get their big lifters in there to show up for part A, not do any reps at all, and then just go out there and just throw some weight around and and put up a big number.
0: Always somebody trying to game it.
1: Always. And then, uh, but this year they got to figure it out. This This is really clever. So you have a 12 minute window. To do an upward ladder one to 10, hitting every rung on the way up of dumbbell front squats and over the bar or bar facing burpees. And then with whatever time you have remaining, whether you have time or not, um, now you're going to establish a one at max clean. So the big guys went already, the announcement guys went, and I think Noel Olson finished about four, just over four, like 405. Pat Bellner finished about 422, but those are like the really, really up there guys. So they had about eight minutes to work. On the barbell, and I'm pretty sure they took about two minutes to rest before they even did anything. They really? went, they went full send on that first part. Wow, they were hauling ass on yeah. that part. Yeah, so there's a lot of strategy. There's there's a lot of strategy involved in this one because it's a they're two separate scores which are going to kind of play off each other and even itself out. Because if you think about the first part, just squats and burpees, you're going to look at that and think that's a smaller athlete one, and then you're going to look at the Part B, which is just a Wondermax max clean, you're going to say, okay, that's a big body, big boy is going to throw yeah. down on that. But the big boys are only going to get their chance to shine if they give themselves enough time. So you've got to be balanced in, in your anaerobic threshold to go quick, but also your recovery and your overall strength in order to get back to the barbell and, and do some work there and give yourself some attempts.
0: And when we think about what this is all about, which is a test of fitness, mm-hmm. this is a really, I think this is a really kind of an interesting, well-conceived, Genius. well-balanced test of fitness. Very, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. So, so w- in terms of our athletes, in terms of our strategy, our prep, uh, I know Steve-O had done a little bit of a chalk talk earlier. So for those of you listening here, uh, you can go tune in to the TV show on the Facebook and catch some of the chalk talk. But if uh, they don't have time to catch up on the chalk talk video,
1: got a couple highlights or a couple thoughts on just a strategy going into this one. Uh, I spoke with Steven briefly before he headed out there and he was saying this is going to be a burpee workout because the front squats are going to steal it, steal the, the strength and energy out of your legs. If you go too hard on them. Um, and so he was saying, go faster on the burpees and try to use the front squats as a recovery as best as you can for some people. I mean, it's, they're probably not going to be a recovery, but for those upper end elite people, that's going to be your chance to try to recover the lungs a little bit and then go a little bit harder through the burpees, save your legs and hopefully gun it. And give yourself some time on, uh, on the barbell to pick something up.
0: I think every year we see burpees. I mean, we're always expecting to see burpees in some variation, yep. right? And it's one that for some people, it's, you know, who are at the kind of topper, that kind of top tier, that higher kind of development level of their fitness. It's like, sweet burpees. I'm going to burn them up for the mere mortals. They look at a bunch of burpees like this and
1: it's like, feeling that pit of your stomach like oh god this is gonna hurt yeah especially the ladders too because you're just gonna get every time you take off a chunk you're getting more the next round which is deceptive you're gonna do three next round ladders are
0: deceptive when you look at it you think oh that doesn't even look too bad but then when you start thinking about how that stacks up and adds up in that cum effect that cumulative burn effect of putting out that energy in that ever man
1: yeah why you got get into that deeper that ladder part of the sets it's crusher I think that I think that downward ladders are harder. That's my personal opinion. Do you opinion. think so? Because you start out fresh with the big sets mm. and you're going back and forth between the movements, but the further into the workout you go, the closer together those movements become. So you're if if this was the opposite direction, you'd be really fatigued and you would just do, you would do your front squats, you go to burpees and you'd be back on the front or on the dumbbell squats like right after that. So Okay, I hear that. Now, so everybody this has one, their opinion. Everybody has their opinion. And everybody has a little
0: bit different performance out there. And that's just because we're beautiful snowflakes and we're beautiful human beings. Now, I'm watching. We just started heat one here. We have Anthony, who's one of our, uh, one of our just monstrous beast athletes out there giving this the, the go for heat yes. to give it a shot. And I want a couple things I want to call out on this one, Big J is, uh, for people going through this, there is going to be a, I think a uh, tendency to maybe want to drop those drop those 50-pound dumbbells, and I would suggest not doing those. Now, I'm noticing Anthony has a lot of control on these Yeah, because you're looking at a smashed foot or a, a cut-up calf, like, you know, just clipping the yeah. front of the leg. Like, don't drop those things too aggressively.
1: Yeah, definitely don't drop them, but it's also a strategical move too because you're going to have to come back to them. So if you, if you just send those things flying and they end up all over the place, you're going to spend 15 seconds wrangling them back together, bringing them over to where you need them to be, and then doing your reps. By taking that extra half second to set him down, you're ready right when you come back to him.
0: That's really good. It looks like I'm seeing very precise movement out there on the floor in terms of staying like in an exact position each time. These dumbbells are going into the exact same spot every time. See him take a very clean, crisp single step backwards. He drops, hits the burpees, executes. Looks like This is also one of those ones where all those little pieces can add
1: up. Yeah. Totally. To like minutes. It's, it's a, it's a short workout and you got to come out of the gates hot and aggressive, um, and try to hang on. So it's, it's coming out hot and aggressive and hanging on, but it's a little bit different than last week's workout where it was come out at an aggressive pace and try to hang on. This one, maybe it's not a full sprint at the beginning. Maybe it's like 80, 90%. And then the end is going to feel, like, 100%. Like, you've got to give us everything you've got in those last few sets.
0: Yeah, last week we saw people come out too hot and burn themselves up. Yeah. As they got into that 14, 15, 16-minute mark. Yeah, here it's going to be, it's a slightly interesting, interesting finding that gauge. I mean, a big part of what we do in CrossFit is finding that, you know, that kind of almost red line for the workout where we can hang in, push hard, and sustain. Now, when it comes to warm-up for this, Uh, What are we thinking for a warm-up? What would your recommendation be in terms of making sure you're getting ready from a movement standpoint to perform these lifts?
1: Obviously, the legs. Legs are going to be really big on this one, uh, but not overdoing it. You're going to want to get them ready to burn, um, and so you're going to want to come out with a sweat. We talked about this last week. In a shorter workout, it's going to be more important to to warm up more aggressively. When you have a shorter workout, your warm-up should be longer. When you have a longer workout your warm-up can be shorter because in a longer workout, you're not going to be working at a very high intensity. But this one, you're working at intensity start to finish. So break a good sweat. We're going to hit a few reps of of the front squats um, and then a few burpees as well. Warming up the shoulders for that impact coming down on the burpee uh, is going to be important.
0: Would you recommend warming up to what you think is going to be your clean weight or would you recommend not quite getting all the way up there so that you don't pre-fatigue yourself?
1: In regards to the barbell? Yeah, the barbell. The barbell, yeah. my personal opinion would be don't warm up all the way to what you want to hit. Don't warm up, don't warm up to that 100% that you want. More so, probably like 50, 60%. You want to get a feel for the barbell and get your movement pattern set. But if you're going too heavy on that clean, now you're going to come over and do the workout and you're going to be, your legs are going to be tired from the beginning. You're going to have to do all these squats, all these burpees, and then you're going to have to come back to that weight anyway. So get yourself probably up to about your opening weight. Okay. And that's probably going to be good. Great call there, man. And I love what
0: you're saying about getting warmed up. I think one of the things that's unique about the Open, we talked about this last week, is that people come in specifically to work at specific times, and especially in a lot of gyms, they're coming in and they're, it's not part of the normal workout. So in that case... You're definitely going to want to make sure you're warmed up. Now we see Anthony is getting ready to push hard here on he's this. Gone. He's in the latter part. He is hitting it. He is flying. If you have an opportunity to tune in, watch some of this action go. go down on Facebook live tomorrow. Uh,
1: this will be a pre, pre-recorded. 438. Piece. Anthony coming in at 438. Excellent. Where'd he come in? 438. 438. Bellner was at about 422. So he's right there with those big guys. So now he's going to see a breathing
0: rest. Is that what we're going to see here? We're going to see him take it in. Yeah, Excellent.
1: Yep. Now he's got uh, seven more minutes to clean. So this is kind of your chance to relax, recover. I wouldn't try to get into that barbell too soon. I would take at least a full minute, maybe 90 seconds, maybe two, to relax, recover, try to bring the heart rate down a little bit before that first attempt. Hopefully – we do this a lot here uh, with the industries program. Every once in a while, we'll do a workout and then we'll build to a heavy. So your body's going to make a switch from that really, really hard breathing aerobic, anaerobic to that powerlifting sort of feel uh, quickly. So the better, the quicker your body can make that change, the better because you can get into the, get the strength back in your legs, recover. Uh, aerobic recovery is actually important for something like this because if your aerobic recovery is higher. That means your body is able to get the energy back to your back to those muscles a lot quicker. That's
0: right. That's a measure of fitness, of course, is recovery, right? I mean, that's a big part of it in terms of our heart rate, in terms of our capacity to kind of recharge, reset, get back in there and go hard. So seeing Anthony take a nice long pause here. It's probably about a, I'm going to say about what, 60, 90 seconds? He
1: took about a 90-second break there. Yep. Excellent. He's opening up nice and light, just, to 135, just to a one thirty-five, just a feeler rep. That's all yep. that is. It's not a bad idea to start out at something light just to get the movement pattern back, because you're doing front, you're doing dumbbell squats and uh, and burpees. Those movements, while they're still like opening up the hip, it's a lot different than a clean.
0: Yeah, you got to get the body kind of out of that pattern that it was just in, and kind of shake it out, and kind of now get it into this whole different mindset, different mentality, and it's kind of because it's also a shift. From a movement pattern, although there's some spillover, but it's also a mindset shift too, and that's a big part of what we're always talking about: is what is that mindset you're bringing into the particular part of the workout you're in right now? So here, he's going to look to go heavy, where Definitely. before he was looking to go fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a mindset when there's lifting. You want to be amped when you're Olympic lifting, but you don't want to be too hyped because you want to be focused. You know, there's a point where you can slap yourself in the face a little bit too much. Knock yourself out, and and you don't know what you're doing. So, get excited about the lift, but stay focused on your technique as well. Yeah, I have. I'm. I know.
0: I've personally been responsible for that, getting overhyped on a big lift, or as I'm working up to a max effort, or in a workout like this where I'm just wanted to go ham, and I just then I lose it. You know. Yeah. So it's it's definitely. I think your thing there is get focused, feel that energy, but but don't go crazy. Yeah. Don't don't. This isn't rage zone.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is
0: Zen Zone,
1: definitely, definitely. Uh, it's easy, you know, when you're getting too hyped. To little things, the little things. When you're when you're trying to work at a maximal load on a barbell, the little things—being too far into your toes or letting your hips come up too quick—those are those are the make or break things that we we train day in and day out to avoid in situations like this. So hopefully everybody's ready. We Olympic lift here every God, day, probably five out of the seven days. Five out of not seven more, days. It's yeah. not seven. I out think of seven. almost
0: every. Almost every workout has some Oli lift in it.
1: Exactly. So So everybody on
0: Dusty is prepared. They're prepared for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just saw a nice, big, big lift. The weight's starting to get up there for Anthony. He's doing awesome. Now, you know I love gear. I'm always going to ask the gear Gear. question. You know, I'm always looking for an opportunity to get some cool gear. Unfortunately, I think for many people, this is probably going to be a gear-free workout. I mean, do you think there's any need for – uh, any additional support on this one just for your your kind of average everyday person
1: um maybe if if you got knee sleeves i wouldn't i would i would go with knee sleeves personally okay um lifters is not a bad idea when you're when you're going for a big olympic lift uh, but you're going to have you're going to have to make the decision of what, do i want to do burpees and lifters or not and now, if you know you have that capacity
0: to get through those burpees, you do have that little bit of break. So you theoretically could have a gear change here.
1: You could. You could. You could take your, your two minutes and, and swap shoes and kind of get your heart rate down at the same time. That's not a bad idea. Really? Yeah. Uh, personally, for me, I'm comfortable doing stuff in my lifters and my knee sleeves. So yeah. I think I'm just going to hit the full thing in lifters and knee sleeves and tape thumbs for the, for the clean. And that's about it.
0: Nice. Now, I did see Anthony belt up, and uh, the belt went under the shirt, direct skin-on belt there. So I think if you're getting up there in a big weight, another thing you might look at is getting that belt yeah. and having that piece. Again, this is great because unlike some of those awkward workouts where you're trying to, like, put your belt on, then do burpees and some other thing, take your belt off, here you really have the opportunity to kind of switch your gear set over. So we're saying maybe some tapes on the thumb yeah, where we have some friction points there. Potentially lifters, knee sleeves, and then theoretically belt. If you're a belt lifter, this might be an opportunity for you to get that belt on.
1: Yeah, and just keep the belt on the side. You're not going to need it for the first part, but have it on deck for the clean.
0: Beautiful. And you can hear some of the excitement and the clapping in the background. Another successful lift what's anthony at right now yeah
1: he's i think that was 260 he said he's going 275 on this next one all right he's going 275 so that's a big 275 is big for him i think his best clean ever is 290 285 or 290 his best cleaner jerk is 285 so So this is he's getting up there into that 85 90 percent effort effort range which is is big
0: is that where we're going to expect to see a lot of people hit on this one is in that 85 to 90 percent is that really the target or, or is it possible that a person could potentially be looking to
1: hit a PR here or 100%? There's, I mean, man, there's always that opportunity to, to yeah. PR, especially with the hype of Friday Night Lights. There's some fun stuff that goes. Right. happen. That's the magic of the open. Anthony's got about just under 90 seconds left here, and he's going to take his first attempt at 275. Here we go. Let's see if first he gets it. This is big for him if he gets it up. He's got it. He's yeah, got it. Yeah, there we go. he got it.
0: He got, he got it. it, 275. There's a 275 lift. He caught that thing very deep, held it for a
1: moment, yeah. and he stood it up. He's so strong in the legs, though. If he can get himself underneath it and get He's settled to, to that go. front squat position, it's going up. It's yeah. going up for sure. That's uh, so, that's not everybody. It's that's not me- everybody. Some people got to catch that bounce every time. That's right. Catch it yeah. in the sweet spot and yeah, get right because He fully caught that and he
0: hung out in the bottom of that position for a bit, and then he stood it up. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, they're going to be looking to get that reflex.
1: Yeah. He's going for 290, and he's got, we're right at 30 seconds left. he got 30 seconds he's left. He's going to have one shot at this. This is it. So one he's going to try to make it count.
0: And he's going to. That last pull is nice is approaching and strong. The bar, so if he can he's adjusting get under his it. Belt.
1: He can stand it up. This is it. Keep going for 290. This is intense. Yeah. This I, is what all of Friday night is going to be like. Yeah. Totally. Every, every 12 minutes, we're going to be feeling this. Yep. Yeah, this is. It. I don't know if He's I can take ready it. Ready to go? I know it's like I'm getting my heart's pounding right now. Here he goes. Ah, he was close. Couldn't,
0: yeah, very close. Couldn't Had not almost, get underneath almost through it. it. Not quite. Couldn't quite get underneath it. Yeah. Yep. Very, very close. That was yeah. a good first Sweet. heat. Yeah. Really good. Really, first heat. Really phenomenal first heat. That's, That's a good look at
1: what's actually possible though here, especially for everybody in the community. Uh, Anthony's definitely one of the elite athletes in here. Uh, but going 4:38. And then 275, that's a good score to start off with. that 438 I think is going to be probably top around around the region uh, and 275 is sturdy as well with it with when you combo that with how fast that first part was. that's a good lift.
0: That's a very good lift really great, great great job by Anthony. We'll get him on the mic here in a little bit. Uh, he is. Walking around, collecting high fives. Uh, I know last week he had a celebratory uh, magic beer waiting for him after his workout was over. <laughs> I don't know if that is. I wonder is- what he's
1: drinking this week.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Last week he had an IPA, I think a top cutter IPA if I remember correctly. And I do because I remember my beers. And uh, that was an impressive first heat. So Jim's now getting set up for our second uh, round here. Our second heat. We'll get Anthony on the radio show in a little bit. How many people are we anticipating running through heats on Friday night uh, for Friday night lights? How many stations are we going to have set up?
1: Oh, boy. Let's see. We'll probably have eight, probably eight lanes, six to eight lanes. Six to eight lanes. Yeah. It's a shorter workout. It's only 12 minutes long, probably about a five-minute transition period between heats. So we'll be able
0: to move people through this one pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we're going to probably look at heats starting at 3 o'clock. Uh, and run about every 17 minutes or so. So there's going to be at least three heats an hour from three o'clock till probably nine.
0: Man, that is just going to be cranking.
1: So, and I'm, I'm guessing we'll probably go through about. Man, I think last week we probably did at least 150, and that's in that's Thursday night tonight. Tomorrow morning we have times 9:30 a.m. to 11:30. People can come in and and get a crack at it first thing in the morning with it yep. all set up. Yep. Uh, and then the Friday night lights, we can come at it again starting at three o'clock
0: phenomenal. Yeah. I was just talking with um, some of our community members who are in the lifestyle challenge who are coming in, in the morning. And we were doing uh, some meal prep slash macro planning for a morning workout. And so I think we talked a little bit about this last night, but if you're looking to throw down in the morning, generally speaking, you're not going to have enough time to get up and digest a big meal. So you're really looking at pre feeding the night before I suggest anywhere from 25 to 50, 75. If you're a kind of a more, you know, if you're a male athlete with a lot of muscle mass, 100 grams of additional carbohydrates not out of the question. You definitely want to come into the tank full on this. Now, at the same time, uh, it's not quite as long as we looked at last week, so the the opportunity to kind of run out of gas is reduced some. But we do have some big effort here, and you do want to be fully fueled on this. Again, the danger of coming in and thinking I have ate a bunch of, I had a sweet potato pie for breakfast or whatever. It was all super duper natural and ultra clean. That's beautiful every other day, but when you're looking for a short digestion window and getting refueled, this is a good opportunity to look for things that are a little bit more processed. You can still take high quality, but a little more processed is going to serve you better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. My trick last week was gummy bears. Gummy bears last week? Gummy bears. Gummy bears? Did you? Were you? Were you the Tang? Were
0: you telling me about Tang? Was that your? Was that your secret weapon, or was it somebody else? That was not my secret weapon. Somebody else was telling me that Tang was their secret weapon on workouts like this. Hey. Yeah.
1: I never really had Tang when I was a kid. You did? Yeah. I always saw the commercials, but my parents never bought it for me.
0: Oh, speaking of this, I just got back from Las Vegas this week, and I was thinking of you because I was in New York, New York, and uh, the hotel, and there was an entire Swatch Watch store. Oh my of swatch watches, and I almost I took still a picture. Cool what they are, I almost right? took a picture for you in there, like swatches you are real. Just both arms on just and, like, up. Dude. and yeah. I was like, "I was with I was with Mary. She's like, oh, you should take a picture for Jeremy and show him that swatch watches are a real thing.' Too. Did you buy one? No, I didn't buy one. How much one, were now. they? They're like eighty five hundred bucks or something in that what they range. Were like back in the day they were a little bit cheaper back in the day, but they were equivalent. I think if you inflation. account for inflation, I think they were like sixty sixty five. Not bad. Yeah, I mean they were they were not cheap. But they were not all, you know, it wasn't Rolex, obviously. So, yeah. but, you know, but it, they they were something you know, They're flashy. That was their whole thing.
1: Man, those things are just making it through the decades right yeah,
0: there. Yeah, that's a decade thing. Now, yeah, there is. There's still people buying them. There are still some people in the store shopping at like 11 o'clock at night, swatch watching it up. I was impressed. That's hilarious. I was impressed. Yeah, back to 18.2. So if you're looking to do this in the morning, make sure you fuel properly at night. And uh, if you're looking to do this, then in the afternoon, evening, you have plenty of time to eat. Plenty of time to eat through the day. You want to come into this thing rested, hydrated, fed, and focused. You know, a big part of why sleep is so key here is because, from a mental standpoint, lets us stay sharp and frosty. And that is exactly what we're going to want on this workout. Getting ready to run heat two at the gym. Now, if you could see that, we have four stations set up. I did notice that uh, this is putting a strain on our fifty pound dumbbells in terms of uh we have a limiter there, so are we bringing yes. some in what what are we doing to uh
1: hopefully we can get a hold of a couple uh there uh, but yeah we've got two pairs we actually have tia has a single fifty pounder so if anybody has one fifty pound dumbbell, feel free to bring it on in and we can make a pair out of it and add it to the lanes so
0: we are officially hunting on the hunt for fifty pound dumbbells so yes. if, yeah if you happen to have some Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weight that we don't need to have a lot of on a day to day, a week to week basis, because, um, from an athletic standpoint, it's kind of going to be up there on the, on the higher end of of what we would use that thing for. And when we have four or five of them or whatever we have, that's plenty to get it done. But, uh, in this case, we are running a little bit light,
1: uh, on the gear, but we'll make it work. Yeah. It's kind of one of those odd end pieces where you use it enough to buy it. But you don't use it enough to buy a ton of.
0: Yeah, it. what would we normally be seeing that in terms of our week, our workouts during the week? Would we be seeing uh, some one them, um, like dumbbell snatches with a fifty? I think I've seen that as like a.
1: Yeah, we we dumbbell snatched quite a bit leading into the yep. open, anticipating that movement to come back. Uh, we did some dumbbell thrusters, double dumbbell thrusters, which is a. A brutal movement. Oh, uh, yeah. Got to be ready for everything. The
0: dumbbell thruster.
1: Yeah. 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 Those are way worse than a barbell thruster. Like, way worse. Exponentially.
0: Most things with a dumbbell are. Except the dumbbell snatch, I think, is actually easier. Way better. Way, Love way, that.
1: way better. Yeah. I would rather do. So, Randy, the the hero workout, 75 snatches at 75 pounds. I would probably rather do 75 snatches with a 75-pound dumbbell than I would with a barbell. I 100%
0: agree. I love dumbbell. I like. I love dumbbell snatch. I they're, think just, it, they're
1: so smooth. The so movement smooth. is so smooth. It is. And, and the movement last week, the hang, clean, and jerk with the dumbbell, that was a great movement. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I've ever done one of those before. Yeah. But those just flowed so well. They do. Like you can get it to a nice to rhythm. Yep. And just press it right overhead. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely. Yeah,
0: the other thing I think we would see a dumbbell use like this in terms of industrious and in our programming would be... Um, Maybe in the mix from a floor seated uh, dumbbell press is something that I know we like to do to help build up uh, for our um, kind of our kipping push-ups or handstand push-ups rather. So that's the other place I've seen like a fifty pound coming into some shoulder pressing as well.
1: Yeah, we use the seated dumbbell press as a scale for a strict handstand push-up, but you can also scale a kipping handstand push-up with uh, dumbbell push press because the same hips to shoulder opening and and, uh, quarter extremity type movement. Uh, we also use dumbbells. We have a full rack of dumbbells. I mean, we got dumbbells starting at five pounds. Our heaviest one over there is one twenty-five. So, and everything in between, five-pound jumps, and we got some two and a half-pound jumps in there early on. Uh, but we have we more use dumbbells. We have more dumbbells than we have kettlebells. Definitely, hundred percent. There's way dumbbells more. from the front door all the way to the back door.
0: There's basically dumbbells everywhere. They're kind of yeah. hidden against the wall. They look really good on those do. rogue
1: racks. They do. But there are a lot of dumbbells in here. Yeah. Uh, But we we use them as our strength piece a lot. So our classes, they go warm-up, strength piece, conditioning piece afterwards every time. Uh, But our strength piece varies. Sometimes it's back spots. Sometimes it's clean and jerks. Sometimes it's snatches. But one thing that we do that I don't think a lot of gyms do is we'll do hypertrophy work with our dumbbells as our strength piece. Um, And we just found that it's really, really good for the joint health. Uh, and to help kind of balance out some muscle imbalances that people don't know they have until we tell them to do some split squats. They knock them out with the left leg, then they go to the right leg, and all of a sudden they're a lot harder. They're like, I got one leg that's a lot stronger than the other.
0: Man, I love and so appreciate our single leg training and our kind of – And also single arm as we switch it up and we incorporate the dumbbell piece because it absolutely exposes muscle imbalance, which almost everybody has. Almost everybody has a preferential side that fires a little bit more aggressively or that they can control a little bit better, especially people who are dealing with some past injuries or some past issues. That's where, again, you have some instability and like that single leg work or that single kind of body side work can help balance that out. So I'd love to see it.
1: Yeah. Speaking of weird equipment, did you hear about the zbex rower controversy I did the, the going this, on? Yeah, the controversy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so tell me your thoughts. I've never even thoughts. heard of it. I have never. never heard, what's a zbex Yeah. What sound does a zbex make? Is it like one of those water rowers? I don't think it's a water one. I think it's a, like a like a fan, like a normal blade fan rower, but it's just a different. Uh, it's a different brand. Yeah, and I think it's calibrated a hundred percent different. So the standards that CrossFit sets for. Set forward for the first workout, which included a 14 cal row for the guys, 12 for the ladies, was you had to utilize a concept two rower or something that's calibrated very near to what their calorie per pole, whatever is, whatever engineering yep. calculation they got going on there. But apparently this Zebex rower, which who knows where these people got it off the black market or something. Uh, it's a lot easier. So yeah, it, the row for like your elite guys taking about forty seconds for on a Zebex rower thing was taking like twenty or twenty five, significantly faster. Yeah, I,
0: I heard there was a number of uh, scores that
1: were disqualified or they have to redo. Are they yeah. giving them a redo option or were they throw out? They they didn't give them the redo option. They gave them the option to you have to declare and, and you had to submit that you used a Zebex rower to CrossFit. And then they were going to deduct 15% of your total score, and then that would be your final score for 18-1. I'm not quite sure why they don't let them just redo it with the regular one, but if you're in the running for a regional position, you should be familiar with the with the standards and rules of CrossFit, which is the, the odd movement clause. So the odd movement clause CrossFit threw in there, and it's it's because... People are always looking for a way to to make the this, workout
0: easier. This goes back to the gaming thing we talked about exactly. earlier. Just do the workout. Yeah, the way
1: it's prescribed using the equipment that use is clearly laid out. Come on, use common sense. Like if you're if you're a well if you're a good athlete and you you know what a calorie row should look like, and you should know that this Z-Bex rower is a lot easier, and that's not what CrossFit's going for.
0: No, not um, at all. Not at all. Well, listen, we have a couple rock stars rolling in. Welcome. I got a couple more guests on the show. We got Steve-O and Anthony, gentlemen. What's up, boys? Hi, everybody. Hey, nice to be back. Excellent. Happy 18.2 night.
3: Yeah, I know. This is really, really exciting. I am so fired up about this workout. Yeah, It is so cool to see uh, the heavy barbell back, you know, just when we thought it was dead, just when we thought the open was going to be all conditioning and... Now we got a one rep max. I'm excited. You got to earn it, though. You got to earn not, you're it. You're not going
1: to get that barbell for free.
3: Yeah, no, you're not going to get that barbell for free. And the interesting thing about the Open that's different than than regionals in particular, the Open, every workout is about damage control, if that makes sense, because you're trying to to not get a bunch of points accumulated because the way that the, open, the scoring works in the Open is if you finish first, you get one point, and if you finish tenth, you get ten points, and the person with the least amount of points is the one at the top of the leaderboard during the Open. Now here's the thing: regionals and the games is a different scoring model. So strategically, that changes things here. In the open, with this model, you have to do damage control on both of these. There's no there's no gaming the points here. Like at regionals, you could you could certainly say it would pay off more to if you can win the clean and jerk to save yourself and win the clean and jerk and in and, in and, and finish in the middle of the pack on the on the first piece. But you can't do that in the open. You you have to be real good on both of these, which is so cool.
0: Yeah, this is it. We were just talking earlier before, where, Anthony, when you were warming up and Steve. I think you were finishing chalk talk. We we're just talking about how this is quite a bit different than last week. So, Anthony, we'd love to hear, hear your perspective. You know, you went through it. Give us the breakdown.
2: Uh, well, first and foremost, I really want to talk about how well programmed the first two weeks of the open are this year. Like Jeremy said, you have to earn your heavy barbell in this workout. There's no pretending like you're kind of semi and They're like, yeah, I'm going to go pick this heavy weight up now. You need the time to be able to recover in your legs because no matter how good you are at the dumbbell squats, no matter how good you are at burpees, you're really just going to penalize yourself going faster. It's, it's the name of the game in CrossFit. We always talk about it when you get better. Things don't get easier. You just go faster. So that's a lot what this workout is. you You go faster, it's going to hurt just as much as anyone else. And then that barbell, it's going to hurt too. But you have to be able to understand that you, if you're fit and you know your fitness, trust yourself. It's going to feel fine off the floor. Just know who you are, same as last week, and play to, your, play to your strengths and what you're capable of. That's all you can do. So
3: that's what I would say about the workout this week. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So what, one of the things that we were talking about before we ran the Heat, and what's, what's awesome about this setup is we we make strategic calls before we know, and then we run people through, and then we get a much better idea of sort of you know reality. And one of the calls that we made – Um, initially is that, you know, this is really a burpee piece just from the percentage of work that's happening, at least on on 18.1. Do you feel like that was the case? Do you feel like most of the time was spent on the burpee?
2: Uh, It's absolutely a burpee piece, but you and I talked about prior to the workout that there'd be some aerobic recovery on the dumbbell front squats, and I didn't think that was the case. Me and you mentioned that, like, I I cycled the front squats pretty fast, and I was like, okay, there's blood in my legs. It's going to dissipate. It's going to go away. Stand up. It's still there. Do another one. Nope, it's still there. So you you really have to understand that, yeah, your breathing might slow down a little bit on the dumbbells, but don't be afraid of the blood filling up in your legs. Just keep moving. Got it. That goes away a little bit when you're on the burpees, actually. So it is a burpee piece, but understand that the dumbbell squats are gonna hurt, even though they're 50 pound dumbbells. Sure, you gotta try. You gotta trust that you can keep moving them consistently,
1: no matter what. Yeah, Got it's it. only 100 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Total. You exactly. gotta think of that. You gotta think of it that way yep. instead yeah. of oh, it's dumbbells. Yep. Yeah. no, yeah, And no. it's like
2: they're not really an awkward object, especially how they set up the movement standard this week. Uh, you can have them really anywhere on your shoulder just as long as you're uh, maintaining that full hip crease opening up at the top and then getting below parallel at the bottom. Like, yeah, you're going to be just fine. Just find your groove in the warm-up, which is different for everybody and where they're going to be on your shoulders,
0: and just go. Just yeah, trust that's it. great. That's great. One of the things I noticed was you were very precise in how you were moving between the exercises, where you were putting your dumbbells, you took a very precise step back, kind of hit the same positions. It was almost like you had marked your positions out. And I was just recognizing, and Jeremy and I were talking about how this, because it's a shorter workout, all those little steps and or dropping the dumbbells and having them bounce around the floor, besides maybe almost smashing your foot and like buddy in your shin or something, is also a big time waster. So talk to us about kind of precision of movement. Uh, well, watching those guys
2: on the, on the open announcement, watching Vellner and Noah Olson, Vellner being one of the most precise guys in the sport, he was very, very deliberate in what he was doing. I'm going to put my dumbbells in position A. I'm going to start my burpees in position B. Like You need to understand that every transition you make is time, and in a workout that's this short, it is a workout of seconds. It's a workout of a second or two or three, and they're going to play a huge dividend you're placing on the leaderboard. No, no matter if you're an elite-level athlete, a middle-of-the-run athlete, or a lower level athlete or, or anybody who's trying to beat their buddies. Like seconds come into play, especially at the end of the five weeks. So you want to make everything that you can count.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that, you know, before, before we kick things off tonight is that, you know, to Anthony's point, this is a short workout and there's 19 transitions in this thing. 19 transitions. So just doing the math that each one of those transitions, if you, if it's a clean transition is going to take you one and a half seconds, you know, you got 11% of this a workout. It is just in your transition time. So they need to be crisp and they need to be clean. Dumbbells should be placed down in the exact same spot every single time. So that way you know exactly where they're at every single time. The worst mistake that anybody could make in a workout like this is one, get no rep because there goes three seconds right there. Um, and, uh, and then two would be to, to drop the dumbbells because the dumbbells, it's not like a barbell that does this cute little bounce three times and it's there for you. Dumbbells are a yard sale when they're dropped. I mean, they, they literally can go anywhere. Bumble. And so that would, be, yep. that would be ridiculously costly. So uh, the dumbbells should be absolutely placed down and um, uh, waiting for you for your next set.
2: And I want to build on that, Steve. A big thing that, um, that we always talk about in golf when I was doing that competitively was give yourself as little to think about as possible. Give yourself as little to worry about as possible. So you can just shut your brain off and move. Like, you know, you're doing burpees, you know what do You're doing dumbbell front squats. That's all you're doing. Don't make yourself have to worry about where your dumbbells are going or how you're doing your burpees. We do these movements all the time in some capacity or another Give yourself as little to think about as possible. so you can just flip your brain off and go to work. Don't stress yourself out middle of a sprint pace workout because then your heart rate just went up another 20 beats per minute. You're having even less fun when your heart rate's at 200 beats per minute. So totally simplify
3: You're you bring up a great point. We always talk about it. The the more you're thinking during exercise, the more you're getting in your own way. You want to you want to shut off the conscious brain and just operate and go,
0: as they say in the jet fighter business. When you're in your head, you're dead. Yes.
3: When you're in your head and, and it's yeah.
0: Top Gun theme this That's week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's top Gun, it's theme top gun theme. Theme. So we can bring that up in your head. You're dead. Get out of your head. Yep. Get into the movement. Go with the flow. Now, last week, we talked about kind of this getting into the dark place, right? And it was a 20 minute. It was long. It was kind of <laughs> grueling. We were fighting it from a mental toughness, mental standpoint, kind of a little bit different change of pace here in that we have two going kind to of have two different things going on where we're wanting to go fast in the front end but you know, push that red line but not overdo it but at the same time we can't go too slow and then we have to switch it up entirely and now we have to put our Hulk mode on to kind of be focused, get zen, but also go heavy. So talk to us a little bit about that mental shift and how you handled that this time. Uh, the mental shift this week,
2: uh, Steve-O talked about when we were going over the Chalk Talk as well. Uh, you know you have to sprint. You know it's a sprint workout but at the same time I made the mistake of going a little too fast too early in the workout. And he mentioned in the chalk Talk, and I'm like, you know, I think I have the fitness for it. I was wrong, but he was right. Yeah, I I went a little too fast through the round of four, five, six, and then I had to dial it back for the round of seven and eight. And it's the same dark place, but I knew if I kept going at that same pace through seven and eight, nine and ten was going to just be yard sale just all over the place. So it has to be aerobic through those first four or five rounds. And then you could sell out. Then you can go for gold and let it fly because say you finish in four and a half minutes. You could take two and a half minutes of rest and then take attempts on that barbell every 45 seconds, every minute. And you're going to get some good, solid attempts in there. Um, pulling the heavy barbell. If you go fast on the Metcon, I'll tell you what, you're going to be fired up. You're going to be excited. You're going to get the crowd. If, if you have a Friday night lights and people in your gym and they're hyped and they see you do well, you're going to ride the lightning. We always talk about it, Let your fitness fly ride the lightning, be that guy. That's what we were all last year on the team and as individuals. So it's, well,
3: go for it and let it fly, man. Yeah, no, I'm a big believer in that. You know, um, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that I mentioned before when we were uh, on the whiteboard was, you know, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of PRs, but then I stopped myself immediately and I said, but I've seen miracles happen in the context of the open. Um, I distinctly remember a couple of years back. Oh, um, man, I know he's going to go here. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy hit a, a home run at the buzzer on a heavy clean, and um, and just sh- lit the literally blew the roof off of this place. It is amazing what can happen when you when you when you have that energy um, and you have the support of the whole community behind you, rallying and cheering in 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 what you can do. So so you know don't don't limit yourself by what you think you're capable of. Um, I think that that's also a mistake. I think that that you want to uh, you want to have you want to get in a good on the clean and jerk piece, get in a, a good lift that you feel proud of and then ride the lightning. Ride let let the let the energy, the environment, the the crowd let it take over and let it carry you and do its thing because it can do special things.
0: Yeah. And at the same time would we have we kind of have a target we're shooting for there. We were talking about are we thinking about, you know, having it set up so that we're moving I noticed, like, you did, like, a pretty light just kind of get into the groove type set, and we were talking about getting out of that old movement pattern of what, the burpees and, like, the, the getting yourself now triggered back into your clean movement. So you saw noticed that, which I thought was great. And then you made a nice steady progression. Did you have a strategy going into your jumps?
1: Uh, I
2: did initially. I knew I, want, like, I had 185 on the bar initially coming out of the burpees, and I'm like, there's a lot of blood in your legs, son. You better make sure you can get that past your waist. So I dropped it back to 135. Just hit a power clean. But it's at the end of the day. It's like you said, resetting that movement pattern, making sure I can extend, making sure I open the hips, and then let's start getting into it. Uh, I knew I wanted to get, I know I wanted to get up to two fifty five pretty quickly, and then start building from there. Like I haven't pulled anything over two twenty five above my waist in probably three months now because I've been rebuilding how I move and rebuilding how I attack weights like that. Because to be honest, I didn't move very well prior to this. Now I think I move better. It shows a lot that. If you trust how you're moving you're gonna be able to do something special on the barbell like don't limit yourself to what you've lifted in the past if you might feel sore you might feel tired your legs might not feel like they're jumping I think everybody's gonna surprise themselves tomorrow it's gonna to be fireworks on fireworks on fireworks it all is. Friday night like tomorrow come night in, come in ready to have some fun you're gonna do something special I promise yeah, what's, your best? Night. what's your best clean
0: That's right you heard it best here cleans, folks well this is it 192s here we're getting ready to blow it up. Jeremy, you want to take us out on a big thought, my man?
1: Oh, man, go get it. The Open is here, man. This is so much fun. This is like we're just getting into it.
0: So we train for all year. We're ready to go. We want to see you here tomorrow night or Saturday or Sunday or Monday. Be bold, be brave, and get your butt in here. Let's have a great time it's crushing 18.2 industrious weekend. We love it. This serve. is going to be awesome. See awesome. you soon, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Local Business Academy. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review.